Now for this, this Sunday has always been a little bit of a struggle for me. Actually, I, I honestly don't even remember last time I preached about divine mercy because it's not exactly something that's in my wheelhouse. I'm more of like a justice and fire and brimstone and you're all going to hell type homilist. You know, this whole mercy thing ain't exactly my, my forte, so bear with me here. One of the things that, the reason, maybe one of the reasons why I'm not very good at this mercy thing or like really understanding divine mercy is because I don't really see how it factors in. It's kind of a hard thing to understand, at least for me. And here's why. Usually, whenever we're talking about mercy, we're talking about giving people the benefit of the doubt. We're talking about giving people a second chance, recognizing, look, I'm weak, you're weak, we're all in this together, I'm just going to let this whole thing slide. I'm going to let it go, I'm going to give you a free pass here, we're going to let it, we're, gonna, we're just going to going to allow it to just, you know, move from our midst and I'll excuse you or I'll pardon you for something you've done. That's how I've always seen mercy. And I think a lot of people see that too, is that because we are weak, we thus show mercy to our fellow man. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And the easiest way to do that is to recognize our own, hum- is our own weakness, our own humility. That's why a prideful person really can't show a whole lot of mercy. Because they don't recognize their own weakness. But the thing about that, or at least the problem with that logic, is that it has no application whatsoever to the Lord. The Lord is not someone who can give us the benefit of the doubt. Because He knows everything. And He's told us. He's the one who searches the mind and the heart. He's the one who knows our rising and our sitting. He's the one that knows our going and our coming. And he's the one who knows even the number of hairs on our head. He knows everything. Which, on the one hand, is really cool. On the other hand, that can be really scary. Can you imagine the government knowing all this stuff about you? That would be awful. That's 1984 stuff. That's the, the, in case you're unfamiliar with 1984, a man named George Orwell wrote a book called 1984. He didn't write it in 1984. He wrote it anticipating 1984. And it was all about this, the, the government becoming so big and socialistic and communistic that, they, that it, it adopted a persona called Big Brother. And Big Brother was always watching your every move, always scrutinizing your everything, knew every little thing about you. To the point where, they, where it, it ended up breaking people down to where they were barely even human beings. They just turned into, into robots. So my point being is that the fact that, that God knows everything is really, really scary. Or at least it can be scary. But that's why, I guess, we celebrate this Sunday. We celebrate this Sunday because even though we have a Lord... A God who knows everything there is to know about us. He's not here to take advantage of ourselves, of us. He's not here to take advantage of you and me. Because the fact of the matter is, and what we're, this is what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the fact that God is not big brother. He's father. And because of that, he sees you and I in, t- in all of our sins, not in terms of, def- of defective material which needs to be thrown out like a, like, a, like a manufacturer or anything of that sort, who just throws out bad, bad parts, but rather looks upon us as a father looks upon his child and sees our sins as weaknesses, as things that need to be developed. But the problem with that 
is that we often forget that that's how God works. Because let's remember, the Lord is the same one who flooded the entire world because they transgressed against him. He's the same one that drove Adam and Eve out of the garden. He's the same one that killed thousands and thousands and thousands of firstborn people. He's the same one that told Joshua to wipe out the Canaanite armies to a man and take no prisoners. And that's the big reason why the church celebrates this. Because very often what we've done and what the church has done is has taken the Old Testament understanding of the Lord and, and magnified it and blown it up to the point where he becomes a kind of big brother figure. He becomes somebody who's constantly looking at us and seeing us within the criteria of, of the different kind of checkboxes which, which either we maintain for ourselves or the, or the Lord has maintained for us. How often are you saying your prayers? How many Hail Marys have you said today? How often do you go to Mass? This, that, and the other. But what Divine Mercy Sunday is, especially as St. Faustino promulgated it, was a reminder. A reminder that the Lord, while yes, has done some pretty, very, very just things in the world, whether it's floods or whether it's locusts or whether it's wiping out firstborn, whenever the Lord came into this world... He didn't wipe anybody out. He didn't use his power for military conquest. He didn't use his influence to dominate anyone. In fact, what did he use his power for? Really one thing. Curing. That's it. He used his power consistently day in and day out to cure us. To make us better. To take our defective weaknesses. To take our our lacking. To take the things that we needed to grow into. And he helped us do that. And the point being is that whenever Jesus Christ came into us, what he did was he showed us how God the Father can be merciful. And he showed us that by the fact that he cured day in and day out. But he showed us something else. He showed us how God can show us mercy. While we might show mercy through giving the benefit of the doubt, while we might show mercy by being realizing that we're weak, God shows mercy not by giving us the benefit of his doubt, but by giving us the benefit of our own doubt. By recognizing that we are not angels. By recognizing that we are not demons. That we too doubt. We too don't know everything. We too are lacking. We too are weak. We too are fragile. And that's how the Lord can look upon us and have pity. That's how the Lord can look upon us and have mercy. And all of this was all seen right there on the cross. On Good Friday, which we celebrated nine days ago. Excuse me, 10 days ago. And it was said in one simple term, in one simple sentence. And I think it explains the mercy of God in ways more than I could ever explain it. And it was uttered by the last words of Christ. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy.